0: Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello, and welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I'm here with Jared this morning, and we're continuing on our series. How's it going?
1: It's going really good. We're recording early again, yeah, so I've, sipping on my coffee. And...
0: I have had friends tell me they can always tell when I am recording early in the morning from the way my voice I sounds. I know. You can tell <laughs>
1: with your voice. I've noticed that.
0: So, I'm sorry. My voice sounds sleepy again.
1: <laughs> well, we're speaking quietly, too, because Providence is sleeping yeah. in one room over, and the boys are asleep downstairs, so we got to be a little bit quiet. Yeah.
0: Our house, definitely, the noise travels through the house pretty easily. We have a basement that we left the ceiling exposed because I wanted it to be as high of ceilings as possible. So the con of that is you hear everything.
1: And I'm a dropper. Yes. I wake people up. And in our home, if you drop, I mean, something as small as a pacifier on the ground, the whole house wakes up. Everybody wonders what in the world's going on.
0: Everyone's very light sleepers. Another weird thing that happens is when you close the door, anywhere in the house to go outside... The house shakes. (laughs) The house doesn't shake. The doors clatter a little bit. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: you, if you close an outside door, something happens with the air in the house, and it sucks all of the.
1: Yes, but we have violent door doors. shutters in our home. Our boys That's yesterday true. morning went outside. Our boys? We were, Question okay, mark. Yes, I usually. <laughs> you, you're blaming me here. No. <laughs> uh, yesterday, Ransom shuts the door. Down, or no, Valor does. As we go out to sit by the fire, and oh. then it shuts all the way down in the basement, and mm-hmm. opens you up all the way up here yeah. in the furthest room from the basement door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's but you're the light sleeper, quite, too. Yeah.
0: So I mean, folks, Providence, if you could see me like get,
1: trying to get out of here in the morning when I'm waking Jared up... Jared wakes up at four. And I'm slowly moving the blanket off of me <laughs> and walking out as slow as possible. And somehow or another, I, my shirt grabs on to... I'm like Dennis the Menace. Everything that <laughs> could possibly happen happens. So a button... Your phone comes. falls. Yes. It's like the button connects to... The phone cord, which pulls <laughs> my phone off, which pulls the Roku remote off, and three magazines off. <laughs> Jordan wakes up. What's happening?
0: What's happening? There's a robber in the Has house. Has there been a bomb? Right now, they're thinking. Button, what's yeah. he sleeping in? Well, well he like wears a a, or... the same insulated flannel every morning when he gets out of yeah, bed. Yeah, but I
1: guess I wouldn't be wearing that when I was sleeping. So It's I, like the
0: man's it, equivalent of a robe.
1: Yeah, but it's but not a robe. It's not, just I'm a not sleeping in it. So I guess that didn't work. But well, you guys he, get the point. If like, something can yeah. happen. It does. As I'm trying to be very careful, there's just something that ends up happening.
0: Oh, anyway. Good so morning, everyone. So there's our everyone. icebreaker. <laughs> there's our icebreaker. Good breaker. morning. Yeah. Um, Households. Good, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, has Delbe- Delbeg Tree says something along those lines. Good I, morning, good afternoon, good evening.
1: I think he got that from the Truman Show.
0: Oh, okay. So we're talking about children this morning, and I'm excited mm-hmm. about this episode because children are part of the household. And... Often, they can be overlooked as part of the household as a lesser participant, but they are not. I love what Jesus says to children, and I love that the Bible has instructions for children and that it addresses children, and that they are not seen as something that should be seen and not heard. They are seen as something that is valuable and a blessing, so we as Christians are to see them in that way, too. So let's start out with Matthew 14. The children were brought to him, that he might lay hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. Every time I hear that, with our kids, we've had a CD that has lots of verses on it set to music, and every time I hear certain verses, I hear the little song in my mm-hmm. head. Let the little children come, <laughs> yeah. let the little children come.
1: Yeah, I'll be singing that
0: and do not forbid them. I love that it says in here, do not forbid them for such belongs the kingdom of heaven. But the disciples rebuked the people. Yeah. yeah. And the kids were seen as the hindrance, as the, we don't have time for this. Yeah. But Jesus is like, no, 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 let them come to me for such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he lays his hands on them and, and then he went away. I love that, that Jesus loved children and that he knew that they were of importance and of value
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that such belong the kingdom of heaven.
1: Well, I mean, I love that as well, and I love thinking about the scene where there's people bringing Jesus, these children, and the disciples are looking and thinking, he doesn't have time for this. Mm -hmm. You know, what's going on here? Don't they know that Jesus has got really important things to do with these adults, with these people that are here that he's pouring into, that he's talking to, that he's helping, that he's Mm -hmm. healing? Get these runny noses away from God. Yes, there's no time for this. And Jesus corrects them, so there's a sharp rebuke, Mm -hmm. and then Jesus comes along and says, No, and rebukes them Mm -hmm. and so you see back and forth rebuke here and i just love the scene you can just think about it in your mind just kind of visualize it and see how this is happening and there's always these people there's always groups of people that i have a tendency to look at children with disdain Mm -hmm. and this is happening culturally as a whole right now i mean this is just kind of zoom out from that and then just look at what we see in our world today the exact same thing's happening as well where kids are undervalued they're not cared for yeah, we can just do shots and drugs for them without clinical trials and without long-term testing to see what's going to happen or what are they going to be the consequences for the kids. Who cares? It's like that, that same principle that's or being seen. Or send them in, to
0: government schools because yeah. it's more convenient for my... Yes. <laughs> Yes. Child care situation. Yeah,
1: children, what, what's it matter? Just send them to public school. They can learn They can learn their arithmetic and they can learn their science and all that kind of stuff. But it does and they can matter. They be
0: trained in what sex is and yeah. all those different things.
1: Well, I love it. So there's one passage that's really helpful, I think, because we think about children and we always you know wonder at what age can a child be born again. And I know there's going to be some differences between our Presbyterian brother, brothers and sisters that are listening in and, and for the Baptists like ourselves. But everybody agrees on this particular point that people have to come to a point of being born again, that children have to come to a point of being saved, of of being converted, regenerated. And Jesus differentiates, actually, in a passage that's not often talked about. It's really interesting what he says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 6, because he's talking about if anybody causes one of these children to stumble, then it's better for them to be cast into the bottom of the sea. But here's what he says. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck And be drowned in the depths of the sea. And what Jesus does there is he talks about and he makes the point that there are some little ones who believe in me. And when we think about our children, we don't want to overlook that fact that there are going to be children in in our midst that we think, oh, there's no way they can understand the gospel. There's no way that God can give them faith this young. And yet, Jesus says there's little ones who believe in him. And I think we need to be aware of that distinction because our goal and responsibility as we're going to get to their goal and responsibility as, as obedient children of obeying their parents, we've got to continually be bringing, we don't want to be like the disciples in this instance mm-hmm. where we're saying, no, we don't want to bring our kids to Jesus. No, our whole responsibility is through everything we do is through catechesis, through family worship, through bringing our people, our, our children to church, as we're gathering our kids around Jesus all the time. You're talking about Jesus all the time to the kids.
0: Yeah. Right now in school, we learn about a dif- different missionary every probably month or so, month to six weeks. Right now we're learning about Nate Saint, and it is, oh, it's been riveting, and I love Nate Saint and his family and the whole story. But anyways, Ransom and I were talking about missionaries yesterday, and he was saying, well, we're all kind of missionaries. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly right. We all kind of are missionaries. And I think that we fail to see sometimes that a mother is a missionary to her children, Mm, that they are our... They are unsaved people that live in our home that we get to spend every waking hour with if we're blessed to stay home with them. And we should see that as mission work, that we are evangelists to Mm. these children day in and day out. And that's not any lesser of mission work than it is to be going to the far reaches of a tribe in the darkest Peru.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is what God's grace is that God is given us people right in front of us. And the epicenter of evangelism and then discipleship is in the home. You have these children right in front of you that God has placed right in our home, and here is your opportunity. Bring them to Jesus over and over again.
0: And then once they're saved, they are your biggest form of discipleship. Yes. You have children that you are then discipling of what does it look like to be a Christian. And that is a really big weight because it's people that are seeing you every waking hour of the day. And with discipleship, with other people, it's a lot easier because it's like, well, I'm going to devote an hour a week or when, you right. know, whenever you're meeting with them. We're going to go through a book and, you know... Talk about sin struggles and, you know, that kind of thing. Or I'm going to, like, train them in something. And it's a lot easier because they're not seeing you at your weakest You've moments been also. you prepared for it. Yeah, you're prepared you're for it. You're going into it, yeah. And you're, and you're thinking about what is the best thing to say, what is the scriptural thing to say. Your kids are with you 24 hours a day and seeing you at your best and your worst. Mm-hmm. And that is heavy for me as a I mean, mom that's
1: what grace is right you know, right and, that's, that's and, and that
0: is a continual reminder that we are also giving them to the lord yeah. that he is sovereign over their salvation not yeah. me and my perfect example or my perfect training or my perfect discipling of them but lord please save them and sanctify them through my imperfect efforts
1: well i mean doesn't I mean parenting it's like this with marriage too you get married and then it's like this huge expose on your sin yeah. life and your mm-hmm. selfishness. And then children come along and God blesses you with these incredible gifts. And then these incredible gifts expose. God uses them to expose more things in your life. And you realize, my goodness, I'm dependent upon day in and day out the mercy of God in my life. And the, for the, all the joy that's there, for all the wonderful things that are there, it exposes selfishness inside the heart of the dad and in the mom. And we just have to continually run to Jesus. I mean, so we're modeling these things. Like, we're bringing them to Christ, and we're running to Christ every yeah. single day.
0: And sometimes the way you're discipling your children is what it looks like to be repentant. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. you are walking through a season of sin, and what you're teaching them is this is what it looks like to mess up and quickly repent. Yeah, to and not quick, sulk. Yeah, to quickly make things right with one another and with the lord and to pray with them and that is a good thing to be disciple into and and to know that they're being raised in the discipline and instruction of the lord does not mean me being jesus yeah. me being their savior but right. it means me pointing them to jesus me pointing them pointing them to their heavenly father mm-hmm. in mark 10 the account of what i just read from matthew it has one more sentence that says Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And then he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. But I think that it's important to note that there is something for us to learn from the way children are as well, that they shouldn't be taught that they should be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. A child is something that should be modeled after in some of their ways.
1: Well, for instance, okay, so let's just say... Ransom does something to valor or valor does something to ransom or they does something wrong and they've received discipline from us Immediately when there's reconciliation, it's done and over with. It's like they're, they're fine. Like mm-hmm. what? Well, it's no big deal It's done and over right. with. we just move on. There's no sulking. There's no mm-hmm. um, or now and I'm really really sad about what I've done no, 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 it's done and it's over with and hey, can you give me that Lego? Yeah, and, <laughs> you know Can you help me find something dad? Yeah, and it's done and over with you know, and there, there's something wonderful about that that's right. that's revealing to us what we should be like to our Heavenly Father. We mess or, up. We sin. Or when
0: they get hurt mm-hmm. and then they become very cuddly and yeah. want to be with their parents. Yeah. Um, that's how we should be with the Lord that when mm-hmm. something goes wrong that we should run to him and long for his presence and embrace not mm-hmm. not be angry with him or not right. become embittered toward the Lord
1: yeah why things go like this mm-hmm. you know I got hurt outside why'd, why'd this happen right no they just run and we take care of them and that's mm-hmm. exactly with the Lord it's the exact same thing you get to see I mean, not, not the exact same thing it's not mm-hmm. a one-to-one like he's not physically you know binding up our wounds and putting a band-aid on us however he is caring for us and mm-hmm. he is kind to us and taking care of us In all the ways that he does.
0: In the faith of a child. Oh, my. How they can hear something and be like, that's amazing. Okay, Mm -hmm. I believe it.
1: (laughs) it. Except Ransom is not convinced about the whole alien discussion. Jordan has this (laughs) weird thing about her where she kind of thinks that there's aliens out there. And I just really
0: enjoy sci-fi and fantasy, guys. She does. So I have all these theories about the new heavens and the new earth and what it will be like one day.
1: Playing volleyball with aliens and... You just never know, (laughs) guys. You never (laughs) know. I I saw
0: Starlink last night, or not last night, a few nights ago, in the sky, and it was insane. And I'm like, is that a UFO? Jared has not seen Starlink yet. Is that his conspiracy theory, or is that legit? No, that's, that's, legit. What that is. That's, okay. that's what that
1: is. Okay. So the lights through the skies.
0: So Starlink is the satellites that um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk has, and anyways, it's just like a giant line of moving stars that are extremely bright and moving. And can very be fast.
1: terrifying if you don't know what they are. Yeah. Well, when was that? A couple invasion? years ago that yeah. they
0: started being seen, and everyone was really scared. I was going to say something else, but I lost my train of thought.
1: <laughs> It'll come back to you, I'm sure. Okay, we have these responsibilities that God has given us as parents, but specifically, you know, if there's kids listening in, kids, this is your time because God speaks to you. And I love that. You already mentioned it in, the, in your opening comments. Yeah, is that in
0: John where children are addressed? He's addressing different people.
1: Yeah, he He's actually does. Yeah, in First John. Uh, John does that. But also, I mean, all throughout the Scriptures, when you have commands given to children, you have from Deuteronomy to Ephesians, Deuteronomy chapter 5, and then you have Ephesians chapter 6 quoting Deuteronomy chapter 5. And these are God, you know, God's words to children. When children hear these things, they, they should obey. They should respond. And so let's talk about child obligations. Deuteronomy 5, here's what it says. Honor your father and mother and Lord, as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be prolonged and it may go well with you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. And then Ephesians chapter 6, quoting this. Honor your father and mother, which is the first command with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Obedience. The big obligation of children is obedience. They are called to obey in the home. They have a father, they have a mother, they have authority that God has designed in the home, and they are to obey the authority that God has given them as we obey our Heavenly Father. So this big idea of obedience, this is the big role. Children, if you're listening in, your responsibility before the Lord is to obey your parents. That's the big bullseye. This is what you're to do. Obey your parents in the Lord.
0: A couple things that we tell our kids are obey right away with a good attitude Every day.
1: Where'd that come from? Was that my father's it's world?
0: It's a proverb. Okay. Thing that they memorize. I know they memorize it at Christchurch and uh, or at uh, at Logos School.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: They memorize a bunch of stuff like that. Um, I'm sure it's used elsewhere too. It is a great little proverb to memorize for even little kids. It's catchy and it rhymes, and they can easily remember that and whenever they're going through a little stint of disobedience, you can quickly be like, obey right away with a good attitude, and they chime in and finish it with you. Mm -hmm. But that is a helpful little thing. We also uh, have had them memorize, children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right.
1: There's another song. (laughs)
0: Children, obey your parents (laughs) and the Lord. That's another one that we have taught them. And then also just telling them that like, it's sin for you to not be obeying us. If we're not asking you to do anything wrong, it's sin for you to not be obeying us. And um, your job, I I say this to Valor, what's Valor's biggest job? To obey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And this is as we raise them in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Okay, this is our command that we get. And this is how evangelism and discipleship then works in a home. Because at first, when we're training our children and raising them up in the Lord, the law is doing its work exposing their sin. And you're wanting to highlight this, like, hey, listen, buddy, this is sin. When you're not obeying, this is sin. This is why we need Jesus is because we sin against God's commands. And then when they become a Christian, like Ransom is a Christian, we're, we're training him up. And this is what the Holy Spirit, we're expecting the Holy Spirit to do is say, hey, buddy, this is the expectation that you you need to obey because this is what God's calling you to do. You approach it in a little bit different way, but you teach them both. Yeah. obedience. It just happens or at least it, you know, God uses those commands in a unique way from a non-Christian to a Christian, but we're, we're training them both up
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the way God would have them walk.
0: <clears throat> and I think it's helpful to, for moms to remember, especially if you're home. Well, I'm, I homeschool. So all of this is through a lens of homeschooling, but with me homeschooling, I'm teaching them a million things. We're learning a ton of different things all the time throughout the year. And I, I have all of these things in my curriculum that we're gonna t- we're gonna learn. But the biggest thing I want them to learn is to love the Lord and to obey him. And so it kind of was a revelation to me, especially with littler kids. Cause I'm like, okay, l- trying to figure out our preschool curriculum. And I'm like, you know what? The biggest thing a preschooler needs to learn is to obey. Solidify to obey and to do it quickly without delay. Because delayed obedience is disobedience. Even doing practice, we do like little obedience games where I'll say them silly things to do and they have to quickly obey and do it or to go get something and they quickly have to do it. But just what it looks like to obey quickly, how to respond when you are obeying. You say, okay mom, or okay dad, or if it's a certain kind of day, yes ma'am and yes sir. Um, but just teaching them and and knowing that like you can teach them a lot of things, but really is it as important as learning to obey the Lord? And when we teach them to obey their parents, we are trying to teach them how to obey the Lord willingly, with a good attitude, quickly, without sulking, without whining. We're teaching them how it looks like as a Christian to obey the Lord.
1: And this is a requirement. This is a non-optional piece here because God calls children to obey their parents It is the obligation of the parents to require obedience. It is not an optional thing. And so that's going to require consistency. It's going to require discipline. It's going to require spanking. It's going to require correction, prodding. But you're going to have to require obedience because that's what God requires.
0: And it requires steadfastness from the parents to not give up, to not grow weary in doing good, for in due season you will reap a harvest. That is like my biggest verse in mothering. Don't grow weary in doing good. Don't grow weary in doing good. Don't grow weary in doing good because you can grow weary in doing good. You're doing, you're trying to do good day in and day day out and it can make you weary at times, but don't grow weary in doing good. Keep on, keep doing exactly what you're doing. Be consistent because if you don't faint, if you don't give up, you will reap a harvest. So trusting the Lord who is the Lord of the harvest, that he will bring a good harvest through faithfulness of his people.
1: And it's, tough because we want discipline we want required obedience to work right now Mm -hmm. and when that doesn't happen i get frustrated no i just told you to obey don't put another battery in drop (laughs) it right now and come here there's always batteries to put in something around this house (laughs) and stop right now come pick this up and put it away put
0: that screwdriver away and and come here
1: yes and because we (laughs) have strong-willed children
0: yeah, what ends up happening we do. is. We have very strong willed kids, guys. So please don't take this from all of them. Don't think that we have just super compliant kids yeah. and that this is easy for us because it is nuts. Because
1: <laughs> we want that. We want that. We want our instruction to be immediately heeded. And we forget so often that isn't this how it is in our walk with the Lord? Yeah. Like personally, that obedience requires repetition and sometimes to obey the Lord with the right motive. Can take years to learn. And this is just from personal experience. This is how sanctification works, right? So we, we have to be patient uh. with our children as we require them to obey. And we continually bring them Christ. I mean, mm-hmm. we. Isn't, it, we, isn't like, it,
0: John Piper, that was like someone asked him, Has anything ever made you question? Christianity or something like that, and he was like, "The only thing that uh, would ever do that was the slowness of sanctification, just because sanctification can be slow. It can be Mm so, and it can be lifelong.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it is lifelong.
0: Well, well, I mean, like I meant like with a specific sin struggle or something. You know, like it can be a lifelong battle that you fight as a Christian, but you battle on and you don't give up, and you, your desire." You stay in the fight and you desire to obey the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to teach our kids. Not what it looks like to be perfect, mm-hmm. but what it looks like to be battling sin and to be looking to Christ. And we want them to know what that looks like to for, them, for their own lives to battle sin, to desire obedience, and to look to Jesus.
1: Yeah. Matthew Trella talks about this as he gives an example of when to disobey any kind of authority. And the only time to disobey any type of authority is when an authority commands that which God forbids or forbids that which God commands. And the example he uses, and I think this is really helpful, as we're training and thinking about our children, as we're thinking through this, is that there are times that children should disobey. And the only times children should disobey is if the parents are out of line and they're asking or requiring their children to dishonor the Lord. This is going to happen, generally speaking, in the context of a home. Maybe there's a believing wife or a believing husband and an unbelieving wife or an unbelieving husband. And some situation or scenario comes up. And the example Trello uses is if the parent goes and says, hey, you need to go and steal this pack of gum from the convenience store, then the child should disobey. There's always this higher authority above the parents and the parents have this delegated authority from God. It is real, but it has limitations. So it's important for that for us to understand as parents is that when we do things wrongly, even if it's not requiring our children to do something wrong, we must understand that there's an authority above us. And when we mess up as parents, we need to model repentance and we need to turn to Christ, model that for our kids. I think it is an important thing because we can train our children. We can help them with obedience and train them in obedience by the way we obey our Heavenly Father, by the way we heed the commands of fathers to sons. And even as we view Lady Wisdom in the Proverbs, Proverbs is just chock full of commands and instruction in Proverbs from fathers to sons. And we get wisdom of what a godly woman looks like. And these are instructions to children that they are to turn their attention to their father and learn. And so if we can model these things to our children by the way we honor our parents, the way we speak of our parents. I just think there's some ways that we can train them and teach them.
0: The, there's a proverb one eight nine. Hear my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are graceful garland for your head and a pendant for your neck. And I think teaching our kids these proverbs so that they know that their parents are trying to teach them wisdom that will be with them for their life, that will be a blessing for them for their life. And that's not that's not a prideful thing to say to your kids. I want you to listen to what I'm teaching you and to remember it because it's a blessing to you. That's not prideful. That's not saying that we are the source of wisdom, but it's saying that we are trying to impart to them the wisdom of the Lord, the wisdom from God's word. And for them to remember it will be a blessing in their life.
1: Mm-hmm. So and that kind of went along you with know, what we you're don't saying. Have... So I to share it. Yeah. And you know, the promises long life in the land that god will bring blessing to obedience and you know we don't exactly have a definition of what long life is that's going to be different in the year 1900 it's interesting life expectancy was less than 50 years old so a full life was 46 48 years old for the man and the woman something like that it was 150 you can look up life life expectancy statistics however we don't want to minimize the promises given that Children, if you obey your parents, things will go well with you. That and you will, live there will long be long in the land. Yes, there'll be blessing and yeah. physical blessing attached to right. this. This isn't prosperity theology. This is promise theology. This yeah. is what God has promised. And so if you obey your parents, it's going to go well with you. If you disobey your parents, if you dishonor them, it's not going to go well for you. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in the Old Testament, the consequences of the sin of dishonoring parents, of of, of speaking to them in a dishonoring way is death. Mm. And so that is a it's a critical piece. It's a sin that warrants death, which all sin, wages of sin is death. And so Jesus came to live and die as the perfect son that that we can be forgiven for our sins against our parents. But our clear goal and clear command is to honor our parents. And so I think there are a couple things that we can do to help our children. One, we help our children obey us when we obey our heavenly father, and we help our children honor us when we honor our parents. we've already talked about this a lot the first piece obeying our obeying the lord with joy but uh, honoring because honoring is a proactive thing it's not a reactive thing honoring our our father and mother is something we go on the offense to do that we are looking to be proactive in Mm -hmm. the implications of that is going to be how we speak of about our parents Mm -hmm. in front of our children how do we speak our parents and you know i'm going through some difficult things with my dad talking in a way that is honoring of him yeah requires wisdom and It can be more challenging. Can depending be challenging. on right. your
0: family situation. But we are commanded to honor our father and mother, even in difficult scenarios, even whenever they are hard to be honoring to. So we want to model that for our kids of way it, what it is like to talk about Papa. You know, mm-hmm. we honor him with our speech and with our actions, um, even when it's difficult. And pray then, yeah, and pray for him. Uh, we pray for him every night. But and then with better scenarios, we look for ways to honor them in more tangible ways. I think about...
1: For instance, think, Yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry to interrupt. You.
0: <laughs> we both have the same, thought well, your dad's same getting, time. Well, your dad's
1: getting ready to have surgery. Yeah. And that's going to require, okay, I'm going to have to help. I'm going to do some things around their house.
0: Yeah. And I also was just thinking about whenever there is someone who is very honorable, like has lived an honorable life and is serving the Lord, if they are, if you're blessed with them as grandparents, looking for ways to talk about that to your kids. Mm -hmm. Like if they are something that you want your kids to replicate, letting them be around them often and talking about the things that they do that are honorable and that you want them to notice.
1: Yeah. And then sometimes honoring our parents, the best way to honor our parents, because you have phenomenal parents and i love my folks but there's some people out here listening and their parents actually are going against the way right. they're raising their children yeah they are warring against and so to, mm-hmm. to go to their parents house it means you're going to have to leave the home and then you're going to have to correct the parents behavior right. to your children mm-hmm. and one of the best ways you can actually honor your parents is is by showing your children that there's a better way and not mm-hmm. to speak dishonoring of your parents but to be able to pray for them And whether your parents think they're being honored or not, doesn't matter. Sometimes you're going to have to even protect your children from your parents. Mm -hmm. And that's the best way to honor them because you are living the way God would have you live. And whether your parents recognize that or not, the best way to honor your parents is to honor the Lord. Mm -hmm. And they may not receive it in that way. You may have to go and it's almost like you have to do a detox or something like that as you're driving home to bring correction to your children, or at least to say, you know, that wasn't wasn't right what, what they said. And that's still honoring of them because ultimately you're honoring the Lord, which is the best way to honor your parents.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we finish, are there any practical things that we could talk about when it comes to raising children or having children in your household?
1: I don't know, Joby, are there? <laughs> if you don't know, I call Jordan Joby, by um, the way, if you've not heard that J O B I E.
0: <laughs> um, I really like Proverbs twenty nine seventeen. Discipline your son and he will give you rest. He will give delight to your heart. Because discipline, it seems so it's exhausting,
1: at times. Well, it is at times.
0: <laughs> okay, but this is saying to discipline your son because it'll give you rest, and you know why? Because your son will then be a disciplined child. Yeah, that's it. Good. It, it teaches Pretty them good. self-discipline, so that's what gives you rest. Is that you? Is if you train them, then I, they are trained. So not again, just with a not growing weary and knowing that like a lot of things with kids, if you give it. I was just talking to my friend Jamie about this the other day. If you give it like a hard go for a few days, disciplining in one specific, like if you have sleep training, or we had a thing with Providence where she just kept wanting to go out the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wanted to go outside. Yeah, so she would Josh just let. Thanks for Jamie for the
1: good tips on that. Yes.
0: So they, she would just let herself outside. So we have friends in our church that I was telling this to, and they're like, I have a suggestion. And they gave us some really good pointers on it. And that is a great thing about being a part of a community when you're raising children is that you can bounce ideas off people because sometimes you like, you're just so in the thick of it that you can't see it from a bird's eye view and you have a hard time getting handles on what you should do in a, scenario, in a situation in your home. So it's great to have godly families around you that you can give them the situation and they can see it from clear eyes and give you suggestions on how to discipline or how to train. Um, and that's what they did with this whole scenario of her going outside. So... We've gone hard at it for a few days, and it is a million times better than what it was. But, yeah, she would just let herself out the back door and just go have a good time outside. And I'd be like, where's Providence?
1: 100 (laughs) yards away at the camper or sitting (laughs) on my lawnmower.
0: Yeah, just hanging out, sitting on the lawnmower. I think having people around you that will help you to discipline and to not avoid the discipline part of it because you're like, oh, I'm just in this really terrible stage where my kid's really um, sassy to me, just always sassy in every response and we just can't get out of it.
1: Spank that butt. Spank that butt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and maybe you should talk to someone about advice, or maybe you should just hear my advice and say you should probably spank that butt. Um, and, but be consistent for like three days. No, no getting out of it. No excuses. Every single time of sassiness gets disciplined. And... I promise that in a few days you will see results, that if you don't let a single time slide, but if you are totally and 100% consistent with a, a behavior, an action, whatever they're doing, you will see a difference in just a matter of days. It won't be perfect, but you will see a difference. And then there are certain things that will take years, honestly, yeah. to discipline. Um, we had a picky eater that it literally, it probably
1: had a picky eater well
0: he's still picky but nothing like he was
1: <laughs> yeah that's true
0: but um, we're not
1: making individual meals for anybody no what? No, you, know, you have to eat what's on the plate
0: there are certain things that take a long time to train and to help and but being consistent and knowing that you will reap a harvest but it, the consist- consistency is key not letting anything go past you but every single time disciplining that action that you want to see changed parenting, discipline, children, being a part of the household.
1: Well, I mean, have fun with you kids. Yeah. I mean, model fun. In children your home. are a blessing. And that's the way it is with our Heavenly Father. The kingdom of God is where joy is. And so the default, I say regularly at our church, the default of the Christian life is joy with seasons of lament. It's not lament with seasons of joy. Mm-hmm. And so fight for that and model in your home joy. That's how life in Christ works is that there should be a general disposition of joy, even yeah. through difficulty. And so model that in your home, have fun. You know, yeah. wrestle and fight. I mean, even if, you know, mom, as you're training and with the delegated authority that God has given you in education, because th- I know there's so many homeschoolers, don't miss that piece, have mm-hmm. fun with your kids. Yeah. And, and don't just, you know, we, we get into the discipline, we get into the training and all of that, but mama, have fun with those kids. Mm-hmm. And make sure you have, you know, tickle them, <laughs> do things that they enjoy you know, getting a rubber band fight with them, those sorts of things. Yeah. You know, kids remember that. We had fun with mom. hmm
0: It's important to remember that the house is for the kids, you know, not the kids for the house. So don't get distracted with, oh, there's so many things to do. There's so much to do. I can't, I can't be bothered by a rubber band fight. You mm-hmm. know, all these tasks that we have to do throughout the day are for the benefit of the people in it. Yeah. My friend JC and I were just talking at church Sunday and she was saying that she used to get sad as they got older but now it she's just saying like what cool people they're becoming. And I think that that is a great posture to just remember that they are growing into who they're going to be. Mm-hmm. And you're getting to see these little glimpses of God's work in their life of God cool. molding them into the adult that you will get to see by God's grace, the adult that you'll get to see. And um just Enjoying that and not not being a mom that holds on to the baby stage, like mm-hmm. oh, I just want him to stay a baby. I love the baby stage or whatever it is, but knowing that children don't keep babies don't keep that they're built to grow up and to enjoy every bit of it. Enjoy the baby stage. Enjoy the toddler stage. Enjoy when they're little kids. Enjoy when they're getting pre-teenagers. Enjoy teenagers. All of these stages can be a blessing and ask that god would have his hand on your kids that they would be a blessing to you and to your family i think here comes one mm-hmm. well, we
1: hear rumbling up the stairs
0: i hear rumbling <coughs> hey, <coughs>
1: hey. Did to you say? just
0: sprint up the steps hey come here stop panting we're podcasting oh i want to talk to you so you can be on the podcast <laughs> nothing like waking up straight out of bed and being on a podcast huh no, We're talking about children do.
1: obeying their parents and the Lord. Why is oh. obedience important? Because. Do we make you obey? Yeah. What happens when you don't obey?
0: We give spanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: do you have fun in our home? Yeah. What's you your do? favorite
0: thing that we do? Play with lightsabers with my brother. Play with lightsabers with your brother? uh uh-huh. That's awesome. But I lost mine. I can't find it. Yeah, we'll find it today. What? Do you remember the little thing that we say... Obey right away with a good attitude every day.
1: Do you do that all the time? Not do uh-uh. You do that a lot. <laughs> right. It's tough, isn't it? Why,
0: yeah. why do you think it's important to obey? Because for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We obey the Lord. Mm-hmm. And another thing about obedience is that it keeps us safe. Yeah. That yeah. the safest thing for us to do is to obey. Obeying your parents uh, is because they want to keep you safe and because they love you. And obeying the Lord keeps us safe. Because sin is wrong, and it will lead to destruction, right? Yeah. So obeying is what is the best thing for our life. The very best option for us to give us a good life is to obey. Obey our parents and obey the Lord. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you all have a good day. Also, for more information, go to www.fruitfulandfearless.com. We have a membership portion on there that is also... Greatly appreciated whenever you support the podcast. Whenever you become a member, you support the podcast and the work that we're doing on Fruitful and Fearless. There's a lot of resources on there, so we try to make it be beneficial to you also as you become a member. There's different tiers. Through the first tier, you get to be a part of the community, the book club, and the groups. There's a book club right now. We just finished the yellow wallpaper, which was super creepy. (laughs) I had never read it before. And there's a bunch of people wrote responses people are writing responses to what they thought about the yellow wallpaper and then the next book that we're going to read next week is called A Brief Theology of Christmas Gifts by Douglas Wilson and I'm very excited to read that because you know it's time for the planning of Advent and planning of Christmas gifts and all your Christmas surprises and fun so um, we're going to read that next week And then there's a bunch of groups on there. There's a cooking and baking group. There's a homeschool group. There's a natural medicine group. There is a cleaning group. All kinds of things that you could uh, be blessed by, hopefully, on there. So check it out, fruitfulandfearless.com.